Hello, you're listening to Track by Track, the Trash Music Podcast, with me, Dan Bull, editor of Trash, which you can find at movetotrash.co.uk, and me, Will Warren, music enthusiast and contributor to Trash. And on the turntable this week, we've got the Closer to Heaven original cast recording. Ooh, a first for us. Mm. It's taken us nearly a year to do something other than a pure album. I mean, this is an album. It's an it album. was released. Yes. It's available to buy. It's available to stream. But something that's based on... Uh, it's a recording that the cast from uh, the original production did. Yes. So, Closer to Heaven uh, is a musical written by Jonathan Harvey and Pet Shop Boys. Uh, so, Jonathan Harvey, if you're unfamiliar with his work is a, a, a brilliant uh, writer. Uh, he does incredible comedy, he does high drama, he does soap, he does everything in between. So he's done work writing for like Coronation Street and EastEnders, mm. but also he wrote Gimme Gimme Gimme. Which was just brilliant. And my personal favourite, and I know Dan you haven't seen it, Beautiful People, which was a sitcom on BBC Two from a few, quite a few years ago now. Mm. No, I haven't, still haven't seen it. Um, I mean, that's just a, li- a small piece of his work. Obviously, we know who Pet Shop Boys are. Of course we know who Pet Shop Boys are, but for the uninitiated? Uh, it's Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe are together since 1981, still together. Yes. Uh, still recording great new music, and a new album is on the way in early 2020. Produced for the third and potentially final time by old friend of the podcast, Stuart Price. Uh, and Pet Shop Boys have released an EP this year, uh, which was called Agenda, with four new songs, mm. which was quite a mixed reception. Personally, I really enjoyed it. I didn't hate it, <laughs> but I did. It, it definitely felt like it was the right thing to do to release it as a standalone four-track EP, because for me, the last few albums have been far superior, and I hope what's coming up is going to be more in the vein more in the same vein as them. So Close to Heaven uh, was a collaboration between uh, Jonathan Harvey and the Pet Shop Boys. Premiered May 2001 in London. Didn't uh, run for too long, uh, up until October of the same year, but did uh, happen again in Australia in 2005. And also London Revival was in 2015. And right now, as we speak... Uh, or actually, I think it's just come to an end. But uh, we saw the 2019 revival, uh, which we've talked about previously, which is running at the Above the Stag Theatre here in London, in Vauxhall. Which was great fun. Uh, it was brilliant. And I have a, I loved the soundtrack and the whole concept of it when it first came out and it was first announced. Uh, but obviously I never got to, got to see it. It was brilliant to go, you know, a sort of, Four to six weeks ago now we went. Uh, it was brilliant to actually go and see it and to see these those songs performed. And the reason we're talking about Closer to Heaven this week, a couple of reasons really actually. One, it's it's the week before our big one-year party, so why not talk about Pet Shop Boys a little bit more? But most importantly, today is the opening date of Music, that's with a K, not a C, which is a one-woman show based on the character Billy Tricks, and that opens tonight in the Leicester Square Theatre after being at Edinburgh Fringe for the last few weeks. Uh, which we are going to see in just a couple of days, Dan. Yes, we are. I would, just before we move on, I'd love to just take a second to talk about Adele Anderson, who plays the role of Billy Tricks in this year's uh, Who version. we saw. Yes, who was fantastic. And 
Also, just want to point out that in the new musical music, which opens tonight, it, there are four brand new songs written by the Pet Shop Boys for this. And we may, as a little treat, uh, early birthday present, we mm. might share uh, a little snippet of one of them just to whet your appetite for that. So, Closer to Heaven, the, the musical itself, should we just give a very brief... Because um, we want to talk about the music and the songs. We don't want to talk about the plot. So Especially give... for anyone who might see it when it comes back next time. Anyone who... and no spoilers. So, as a very brief synopsis of the plot, it's set in a nightclub with Billy Trix is the hostess of the nightclub. Yeah. There's the nightclub manager, there's his daughter, there's the guy that works there, there's a drug dealer, there's a there's a bad kind of manager, um, music producer, character. Mm. It's all about the relationships and the goings-on between those characters. Yeah, definitely. It's about There's elements of drug culture, sexuality. Debauchery. Mm. And it's very powerful to watch, actually. It's a it's a oral and physical kind of assault on the senses. Uh, it's very immersive, particularly with some of the costumes that those lads are wearing, the dancers. There's not much there. <laughs> Quite a physical assault on my senses <laughs> that night. But yeah, so it's 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 very dramatic, but it's all set at this nightclub with a pounding beat, uh, kind of running through the whole thing with this fantastic music that we're going to talk about today. If you'd like to know a little bit more, you can go onto the internet and. Read it. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> so let's get stuck into the music. Yes. Uh, and it's a real treat today, actually, because every song has been written and produced by Pet Shop Boys. And when you say music, do you mean music with a C or music with a K? With a C to start off with, anyway. Okay, okay. So act one, track one. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. Is, it's my night. Tonight, you're in for an extra special treat. Oh, yes, because... We're gonna light up the night like fireworks Flashing through the sky like a satellite A series of bands, beautiful colors Baby, tonight this is my night If you wanna scream, you can do it Anything I've seen, you can do it So then if you were running your own nightclub, what would be taboo? Oh, um... You've just made me think of Taboo, the the spirit from back in the day. Do you remember that? Taboo would be Taboo. Yes, it would, because it was... I don't know, actually, I was going to say it was common, but I think my mum used to drink a Taboo, and I'm going to hate to say that. It'd be remiss of me to say that. Drinks on the dance floor. That'd be your Taboo. Yeah. Mm. Do you remember when their cigarette ban wasn't in, and you could smoke inside, I... and people used to smoke on the dance floor? Yeah, I, I can't believe... You, you could smoke in a pub while someone's having a, a steak and nail pie next to you. It was weird, wasn't it? So anyway, yes, we digress. <laughs> that was my night. So we had Frances Barber uh, on that track as Billy Tricks introducing us. I guess she's setting the scene. She's setting her stall out for her nightclub. Yes, and she really is setting a scene uh, here. I think it just shows how mad this character is. She's as mad as a box of frogs. frogs. Yes, she's had a good life, uh, and she's clearly loving being in charge of this nightclub telling you about all the things that are happening. So you've got quite a pounding beat in the background, but she's basically just talking over it. Yeah. Quite a camp beat. Um, I love the language she uses, though. Yeah. It's just the eccentricity of this character is clear from the off, and I think when I saw this, when we saw this above the stack, I just couldn't wait to find out more from her, uh, which is why it's all the more pleasing that we're getting a one-woman show. Uh, to fill in some of the gaps yeah. in her rich history. 
and this is i guess as the or as the listening to it and as the audience member when you're seeing the musical this is your way in so this is how you kind of get into you get acclimatized for what's going to be ahead of you so you get the nightclub setting you get that dance music backing to it which doesn't never really goes away through the show hmm. something i should point out because before we saw the show i hadn't done any research of it which as you'll know isn't like me um, i always do my homework before the episodes but I just assumed that it was a jukebox musical. So it was only when they kicked off with this song that I realised, I thought, well, I don't really recognise this one. Maybe it's a really odd B-side. And it's only later on I realised that this was all brand new music. But what I love about it is it is so Patrick Boys as well. Absolutely. You can feel them as part of... I mean, they're the other cast members, aren't they? They through are. Through this. And actually with Jonathan Harvey, if you have an ear for how he writes very very descriptive very specific references as well very crude as well hilariously crude yeah you can hear his voice in in the in the words as well and that's great because they're part of the experience they're part of the cast themselves i would love to have been a fly on the wall when they were putting this together and see who how he influenced the lyrics and maybe even how they influenced the story are they sorry being the patch boys the phantoms of the popra i suppose in this play <laughs> Did you have that written down on your iPad there? Yes, I did. <laughs> right, track two now. Uh, we've got a lot to get through today. So less yapping, more listening. Uh, track two is Something Special. For when you're living on your own Without a girlfriend or a home People speculate But I'm much stronger than them I want to be Something special something special that's the character straight dave mm. singing that and that's sung by paul keating who's the actor playing him spoiler alert didn't say doesn't stay straight for too long no oh, you've ruined it now um and just a word on paul keating who's singing that uh he is a very uh well renowned and award-winning stage actor mm. but you also might have seen him in many things on tv over the years most recently he was playing a drag queen in Hobby City. Oh. He's also played Christian's boyfriend, um, friend, uh, in EastEnders. And he was also in the BBC uh, drama about the legalisation of homosexuality against the law as Fanny. <laughs> it's just the idea of a program against homosexuality as a character called Fanny. <laughs> So it's fair to say he's he's uh, done a lot of LGBT plus work yes. um, on TV over the over the last years, but mainly a lot of stage work, including Les Miserables, uh, Tommy, and Close to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so that's him singing. What do you think of this track, Dan? Yeah, I think if this was a Pet Shop Boys song, it probably wouldn't be one of our favourites. I'm think it really reminds me of. Bizarrely, or ironically, Beautiful People from the Yes album. It's that kind of ballad-esque. There's the horn in there, the electric horn or keyboard, probably, if you will. Um, obviously, you and I prefer Pet Shop Boys bangers, but in this setting, much prefer it because it's really give, giving us an insight to the character 
And just like us, he moved to London to sort of not find himself, but just find his Well, find path. himself, find his path, follow his dreams. Yeah. He was definitely doing all of those things. And this, again, is setting the scene for his journey yes. through the musical as well. I could so hear Neil Tennant singing that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, imagine... No, it would never work, would it? I was going to say, imagine one day if... Pet Shop Boys just ran through the album or something like that, singing it, performing it. That'd be special. Well, it's funny you should say it because there are a number of tracks on the album that they have recorded, and we're going to come on to talk about that more later. Oh. But for now, let's move on to track three, title track for the album and the musical itself, Close to Heaven. I can't wait Till we meet again Is it fate So that was Close to Heaven, which is a reprise that comes back a few times through the musical. There was also a reprise later on in the album, which we are going to skip over. Yes, it's the right thing to do. <clears throat> Got a lot to get through. Mm. Um, it's not my favourite version of Close to Heaven, because... Well, well, we'll talk about more about that later, because it is one of the ones that the Pet Shop Boys have recorded a full Pet Shop Boys studio album version of. Yes, I have um, to say, I love their version. Mm. This is a little bit more... Obviously, it's part of the story. It's part of the plot. It's Shell and Straight Dave. So, Paul Keating. So, Shell, who is the the main female character, uh, the girlfriend of, of Dave, the, the daughter of um, Vic, the club owner. The singer on this is Stacey Rocker. She's the actress that performed that role. An interesting fact, she played... She was in The Office. She played Rachel in The Office, who was the girl in the second series... Who started going out with Tim? Oh, who came to work there from um, Swindon? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that is interesting. Yeah, looking at her career, I don't know if she's done too much else. Actually, she's done loads of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think you know, The Office is a classic. I rewatched it only last week. Really, the whole the, lot. The two series and the special again. I just it's it's one of my favourite comedies ever. Likewise. Uh, so that's really that's really interesting to didn't know that until we were researching this. So that's really interesting. This song in itself, it's the, I guess it's the theme to the musical itself. Yes, it is. Yeah, as you said, it comes back a couple of times. But as mentioned, I do much prefer the Pet Shop Boys version. Being completely honest, but I like how it takes on a completely different feel in this when it's performed in this way. The Pet Shop Boys version. Um, Funnily enough, as we spoke about last week, when sometimes you don't hear the lyrics, you're just taken by the music. And with the Patch Up Boys version, it, I'm sort of overcome by the music. Here, it's the lyrics that are doing all the talking, if you will. Yeah, very muted, a lot of the backing to that one. Mm. So, track four now, uh, In Denial. harder to deal with some of this stuff. Know what I'm thinking, less drugs and drinking, no cigarettes. That's the most abrupt end to a song I've ever known. Yeah. Just, he's gay. Mm. So that was Vic and Shell. So Vic is the father, the nightclub owner, uh, with a drug habit mm. and a habit for 
Young Harder men. things as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, there, and there's a lovely kind of back and forth between the two of them on that song. Um, nice to hear more from uh, Rachel from The Office there on that one. Yes. And I, I'm sure I've heard that song before. Maybe not with quite the same lyrics and quite the same abrupt ending. Have, have I heard that somewhere before? So you'll be thinking of a certain duet the Pet Shop Boys did with a certain pint-sized Australian pop star. Oh, Olive Lance. <laughs> no, it's Kylie Minogue joined them on that song um, when it was recorded uh, as a full version, as a studio version. I don't think Neil and Kylie were playing father and daughter on that, were they? No, they're probably the same age. Mm. No, they're not, because <laughs> no, Kylie's younger. Yes, I think so. And good for her. <laughs> um, so I guess that's a bit more scene setting there about the, the predicament both of those characters are in and the fractured relationship they have with each other. Okay, so the next one then, track five, Call Me Old Fashioned. I have to admit I'm an absolute shit. At least you can't call me a hypocrite. I don't want fame or the critics to claim. Take it from me, that's a pointless game. I've got a mind, a soul for the flunky. I'm the organ grinder. So that was Call Me Old Fashioned. That was Bob Saunders, who is the kind of evil and antagonist of this. He's a music producer, manager, nasty piece of work. Simon Cowell. Well, I'm not putting a name to him, but he's uh, up to no good. Mm. And he's played by, and that was sung by Paul Broughton, who I can't find any information on. <laughs> but what I do find very interesting is that in the version that we saw in Above the Stag... He was played by Ian Hallard, who is the partner of Mr. Mark Gatiss. Yes. From the League of Gentlemen fame. Yes. Did he write some Doctor Who? Yeah, he's had his finger in Doctor Who as well. <laughs> he's been in Doctor Who twice in the in the new series. <laughs> and he's written a few episodes as well. <laughs> Disgusting. I'm just ignoring this and just soldiering on. Uh, so this is Real kind of Europop feel and probably our most kind of traditional structured pop song. Yes. Uh, in that it has a very specific beginning, end and structure to it. Definitely. Which I guess kind of works quite well with someone who's a music mogul. You'd, you'd, you'd expect that from him. I, it did make me wonder, actually. I wonder how many of these songs might have been lying around for a while from, from the Pet Shop Boys and they just worked with this and then you could add new lyrics to them because obviously this starting out with I have to admit I'm an absolute shit it is the tone is very Patch of Boys but you can't imagine Neil Tennant singing that on a, on a on a new single so there were a number of songs that didn't make it to the final cut and there was all around the time that Petra Boys were doing their Nightlife album mm. and so uh, Nightlife itself uh, was a B-side in the end but there were a few tracks that have never actually seen the light of day I, I've, another interesting pop fact here so there's one track called Little Black Dress that was written uh, and demoed, but never nothing ever came of it. It was originally meant for Close to Heaven, never even made it out. But the Pet Shop Boys gave it to the the Pet Shop Boys covers band, West End Girls. Oh, you've talked about who before. We've talked about it before. Yeah. And they recorded and this original Pet Shop Boys song 
in the style of the Pet Shop Boys for their own album of Pet Shop Boys covers. That's... But Pet Shop Boys themselves have never done anything with that track. That's blown my mind. I love that. I love little. I love things like that. Mm. Fascinating. Got tidbits. Next one, then. This is nine out of ten. This is great. I'm straight. Just great. I love the way you kiss. It's bliss. How much bliss? <laughs> and nine out of ten do you used to be so shy. Now I can't deny. So nine out of ten there. Will, is that a nine out of ten song for you? It's not nine out of ten. I think this is. Let's not beat around the bush. This is a. They're having having it off. Mm. Um, Doing the dirty. Yes. Uh, talking about how each other rates. Mm. Um, and this is straight Dave and Shell at this moment. Yeah. It's for me. This song. It's not my favourite because the rhyming is so obvious. Really. It's. Um, this is great. I'm straight. Just great. Um, what are they saying later on? An eight, no wait to score some more. Come on, explore. It's just, I, it's the the beat and the rhythm of it is in style of, you know, it fits nicely, but it's just a little bit, bit too too perfectly rhyming. Expected a bit more from uh, from them. If it was a uh, a, re- a review, a work mm. review, expected more. Mm. Track number seven now. Things are going to pick up a gear. This is uh, probably the most ridiculous title for a track that the Pet Shop Boys have written, and that's saying something. That is saying a lot. This is It's Just My Little Tribute to Caligula, Darling. I don't know about you, Dan, but uh, I love any song and any part of the show when Billy Trix is on stage. Yeah, she really did make it, which is why we're probably going to enjoy music with a K a hell of a lot, because it's just her on stage. And this track gives you a little bit more insight into her yes. and kind of what she loves. Um, and a bit, a bit of actual singing after the first track where it was very, very chatty through it. Yeah. A lot more singing here. And there is uh, still some chat in here, isn't there? She likes to chat. You know, the weird thing is you could think that this is certainly a song for the show and not for Pet Shop Boys themselves because it's so ridiculous and dramatic and camp. But then again, he could say that about some Pet Shop Boys songs. Mentioning no names. Love is a bourgeois construct, for example. Oh, I, Dan, I, do you know what? I'd love to talk about that song in more detail. Well, just, I, I wish we had time to talk about that song. Hold that thought. Not for too long either. Um, I love how she says darling, a little bit like Cora from Downton Abbey. Darling. <laughs> I'm not sure how helpful you're being, darling. Don't, I'm not, I don't watch it. Not au fait with Downton. No. No I won't be nipping off to the cinema to see the uh, unnecessary film version of it. I will be. Oh, imagine a film of Closer to Heaven. Yeah, I, I, you could be done reasonably cheaply. A BBC film, I think. BBC films, mm. yeah. I'd like to see that. 
I'd go to uh, the Leicester Square Cinema to see it. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Lovely place. So we're on to the next track now. And we are skipping over track number eight, because uh, it's a musical interlude, uh, and heading straight on to track nine. Um, if you just joined us, you're listening to Track by Track, and we're talking today about Close to Heaven, the original cast recording uh, by Pet Shop Boys' Jonathan Harvey. So you're sticking with that mid-episode. I had some great feedback about it last week. Yeah, who from? Uh, my mum. Oh. So track number nine now. This is friendly, not fires, fire. Right. Girls to the left of me, boys to the right of me, neither husband nor wife. Though the days are filled with pain, there is no one who'll explain why I am coming under friendly fire shut in the fatal cause of rock and roll. Do you know what? That was absolutely lovely. Hmm. It's not often you say that about a piano lit ballad. Uh, again, it's Francis Barber singing his Billy Tricks there. And if you do like this song, if this is a particular highlight of your Closer to Heaven experience, then cover your ears if you're going to see the new one and you don't want any spoilers. This was included in the six-track version of the score, uh, of the songs from music, so you're going to hear this one again. And it's quite right that it's included as part of the Billy Trick story. Yeah. Uh, because it's very personal to her. And I think when you, see, when you see Closer to Heaven and you do see this song, it does almost make you kind of appreciate that this is a musical there's so much upbeat pet shop boys sounding music in this it just kind of reminds you that it is a a a story about people and it just reminds you of how neil tennant as a lyricist can uh can tell those stories and of course chris lau on the music as well chris lowe sorry lau who's chris lau (laughs) it's a very brief change of pace because as we head into track 10 now we're getting right back up there again this is shameless Shameless, and that's sung by, I guess you could call them the chorus. Yes. Uh, in the production themselves there, the dancers, the members of the uh, performers at the club. And they were a lovely bunch, weren't they? You were very taken with one of them in particular. Well, I, I, as someone who studied drama, I just thought his skills were particularly to be applauded. Not at all his muscles. Uh, not, well, I didn't particularly notice. It was more the <laughs> facial expressions and such like. Uh, in this original cast recording, very interesting fact that one of the people that was in this chorus of players uh, was one Louis Spence. Oh. Who obviously we all know what that means now. I thought he was going to say no and love at first. Well, he's quite a character. Quite an acquired taste. Now this track, um, this is, of all the tracks that were recorded by the Pet Shop Boys as well as being featured on this soundtrack, this one dates back the furthest because this was a B-side for Go West originally. Really? Yeah. With very different lyrics? Well, the lyrics were still there. Mm. Um, I just guess it had a very different meaning and a different feel Yeah. back then. I think mean, when we saw it, wasn't the 
best song or performance of the night. You're probably right there, actually, yeah. The most uh, Amdram, perhaps. Ooh. Oh, no. I shouldn't have said that, should I? I don't think you'll be seeing Close to Heaven performed in your local church hall by the <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Retford players. <laughs> uh, lyrically. Lyrically. Um, it's similar to Popular, the song by Darren Hayes we talked about last week. It's about the 15 minutes of fame, isn't it? People who are desperate for it. And also, you could link it into some of the sentiment in Agenda, the most recent EP as well. Yes, of course, yeah. So lovely how that links. I guess Pet Shop Boys, throughout their 30-odd-year career, there are, well, it's probably the, the case with a lot of musicians, that there are similar themes that they come back to throughout their music. And uh, I think Pet Shop Boys have always liked to be quite subtly uh, politically charged. I'd say they were a lot, lot overt actually in the most in that EP. Well, in the EP certainly, yeah. They were literally saying, "What are we going to do about the rich?" Yeah, quickly on Shameless. Did you used to watch Shameless? The series on Channel Four, yeah. It was one of those classic series that the first few series were brilliant, and then it petered out towards oh. the end when a lot of the original cast had moved on. I, I never, I saw bits and bobs. I never properly watched it, but I've always thought I might go back to it. It makes me think. I imagine that's how we, your family. No, we were much worse off than they were. Um, <laughs> what about the Dingles? <laughs> Track 11 now, this is Vampires. Brother, it don't matter. Sister, don't worry. that was Vampires that's another track the Pet Shop Boys have recorded themselves yes uh, in the musical itself that's Vic's moment so the nightclub manager he really unravels there his demons oh vampires not mm. demons I guess definitely it's a darker moment it is and the, the way it's delivered in the show it's very obviously a very dramatic moment and it's delivered very dramatically um, some some might say overly dramatically during the performance we saw? Some might say it's got more ham than the meat counter at Sainsbury's. <laughs> you normally go for Morrison's with that line. <laughs> Switched up. Um, but I wouldn't, actually. No. I. It made me not particularly love this song in the musical, but having gone back to uh, the Pet Shop Boys version afterwards, um, I really like their version of it. I think it's much more... It's obviously a very bass-driven track. It's quite loungy, but at the same time, it's um, it's got some attitude to it. So... The next track is a reprise of Close to Heaven, which kind of seags in from Vampires. Uh, we've had enough of that, so we're going to move on <laughs> uh, to uh, the next one, which is uh, a bit of a girl's moment here. So it's track 13. This is Out of My System. Out of my system, a bit of a change there. That's some real high street R and B there. 
High Street, yeah, Topshop R and B. Which is why I'm not a massive fan of this song because this is Shell singing. This isn't it with some of uh, Billy's girls. Yes, right? yeah. Beatrix's girls. Um, for me, it just does very much feel like Pet Shop Boys trying to tap into the music of the time. It's 2001. There were girl groups galore. And girl power. Yeah, Spice Girls had fizzled out, and more and more girl bands on the scene. Well, sort of honeys around at this time. I had a little no way, no way moment as well at the start. Of course, vanilla. Yeah. But for me, it stands out a little bit in this. I quite like it because mm. it just takes me back to like 2000, 2001. Yeah. I think it's very of its time, and it's good for the Pet Shop Boys to do something out of their comfort zone. For me, it just pales in comparison to... Because, of course, they have written a song for a girl band before. Girls Aloud? Yeah, what's the song? The Loving Kind. The Loving Kind, yeah. (laughs) Which was a... A wonderful moment. Much better result for me. Track number 14 now. uh, And this is K-Hole. A hole, K K hole, K hole, K hole. Um, what a great time to talk about the fantastic artwork on this original cast recording. It's very simple. It's a heart, uh, almost a kind of red neon heart on a black background, with just the words "Close to Heaven." Original cast recording, the new musical by Pet Shop Boys and Jonathan Harvey. Nice and simple. Simple. This uh, this song it's not really a song, is it? It's not really a song. No, it's um. But the thing that I do like about that is when you're watching the show, you have the songs, but then you also have lots of music, the score, if you will, in between, and that obviously doesn't appear on this album too much. But here you get to really appreciate Pet Shop Boys as musicians, not just sort of pop music songwriters. Um, so I think that's what you get with this one. You can imagine the drama on stage unfolding as this piece plays. So we'll move quickly on to the next one now, which is track 15, and this is For All Of Us. Go back to being fabulous Ignore the pain inside Find some compensation For all the love denied After all on the moment there hmm. very much very tender I won't give away what happens but there's been a death <laughs> right <laughs> kind of there's a limited amount of characters you could give away something but that's straight Dave uh, mourning the loss of somebody mm. and and that's you know it's a very sad song very nicely done, actually. Yeah, beautifully done on there. And when we saw it on stage, I thought it was fantastic. Very uh, played fantastically, not over hammed. Oh, I was quite choked, actually. Didn't shed a tear, but very close. Closer to heaven. Uh, listening to track by track. <laughs> and 
Uh, following on from that, there, there is another reprise of Close to Heaven, which we'll skip over to the final track. Now, this is where things kind of diverged. Uh, we've got the last track on the original cast recording. Isn't the same as the last track performed now in the revival show. Yes. So I've not seen this one done live. Oh, neither of you actually, have you? I haven't seen it done live, but I have to say it's my favourite song. The Pet Shop Boys did record a studio version of it. So this is the final track. It's his positive role model. Positive Role Model, the last song. What a bombastic closer to the show. Which is why it's un- it's my favourite song. It's unfathomable to me that this was replaced in the production we saw this year and then in the 2015 revival by Vocal, by the Pet Shop Boys track Vocal. From the Electric album. Mm, and it's... I don't know why they chose to replace what is... It's a fan favourite. It's probably one of the strongest... Uh, and as a standalone track, it's one of the strongest. Yes. Why that then doesn't exist at all now? I can only assume they wanted to update the show in some way, and that and to put in vocal, which was only uh, six years old or something like that, was what they thought was the right way to do it. I don't think they needed to. Also, the Petra Boys said themselves they d- wanted to avoid doing a jukebox musical of their hits, yeah. and this is kind of what you what they're doing with putting that track in there. Yeah. Uh, of course, there is a sample in that song as well, which is from Barry White's uh, The First, the, no, My First, My, first, my Last, yeah. My Everything, a uh, wonderful disco song. And as soon as we heard that live, it did make me think, you don't really get to hear Pet Shop Boys sampling songs. So you, quite often they stay true to themselves because they're such fantastic musicians. Um, so it was great to hear that. This was actually recorded by Paul Keating, the actor that played Dave in the original version, in full studio form to release as a single to coincide with the uh, production of the show being on stage uh, with remixes as well by with from Almighty. Wow. Uh, it was shelved and never released. That's a shame. Have you managed to find it on your uh, in your treasure troves of CD singles? No, but what we have got is a, a Pet Shop Boys studio version of it oh. as well. Also, just before we do finish with the album, I'd love to talk about Stephen Haig who produced this uh, this cast recording. Uh, Stephen Haig is someone that, from what I can remember, we haven't actually spoken about him before, but he's worked with some of our absolute favourites. So he's worked with, from way back in the 80s, he's worked with Pet Shop Boys on Please, and actually he produced New Order's True Faith, uh, and more with them later on. He worked with Electronic, who of course we've talked about, um, and he also did a production on Ace of Bases' cover of Cruel Summer, I love that version of Cool Summer. Um, He also, 20 years ago, or nearly 20 years ago, he did quite a few of the tracks on Tom Jones' Reload album. Did you like that? Oh, yeah, but you'd love to talk about that in more detail at some point in the future. Mm. Definitely would. Hold your... your... Horses. Yes, I was going to say hold your breath, but don't, because it's quite a way away, if we do it. Uh, He's worked with Melanie C. He also um, produced some songs on AHA's Lifelines album, which is one of my Uh absolute favourites. (laughs) Um, so it's fantastic that he, uh, of all people, has 
produce this. So now's a great moment just to move into our further listening. Um, it feels like we lose the vibe. So for further listening today, we are going to share a couple of Pet Shop Boys versions of the tracks we've just talked about. Yes, absolutely. But they, as you'll hear, they do sound quite different. And these were included on the Nightlife album, which was released in 1999. So Dan, I'd love to invite you to go first. Thank you very much. So... The track that I'm choosing is, in fact, the title of the show, Closer to Heaven. Uh, we mentioned before that the version, there's three versions of it on this, on this recording. We've only played one of them, but we did talk about how it's much slower, it's much more, you pick up on the lyrics more. Now I really want to focus on an incredible melody from the Pet Shop Boys and also some fantastic vocal effects. So without further ado, let's listen to some of Closer to Heaven. Well, closer to heaven there, what did you think to the Pet Shop Boys version? I bet you hated it. Of course not. <laughs> There's never an odds-on uh, favourite for me to enjoy than something that sounds like that. It was brilliant. And the production, Pet Shop Boys vocals, it's a brilliant dance pop song. These, just to be clear on the chronological order, so the Pet Shop Boys versions of the tracks from Close to Heaven we're talking about were actually released before Close to Heaven. Yes. In 99. You bang on the money there, actually. Um, so this one was co-produced by Craig Armstrong, who we only spoke about a few weeks ago on the Melanie C episode. Yes. Um, so I love how the more we talk about people, the more we find links between these different producers and songwriters who you wouldn't necessarily expect them to be there. I think it's fantastic. Also, I just want to point out, I love how it's quite trancey almost, this song. And also Neil Tennant's vocals. And there are a lot of effects on there. And I'm sure he'd be the first to admit that. But he's singing so high on this. It's, uh, I think it's the highest range we've ever got from him. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. No, true. I don't think he'd go any higher uh, without doing himself uh, an injury. Yes. So, Will, what's your further listening? So, we only just talked about it, but I have gone for Positive Role Model. Fun song. Do you know, it's really nice to finish this episode, well, to almost finish this episode with an absolute Pet Shop Boys banger. Which is how Closer to Heaven should finish. Yes, although vocal is a banger, but it's not the banger we were looking for. Uh, This track can be found on the uh, Nightlife Further Listening um, release and also on Disco 3 from 2003. Also on the Nightlife Further Listening, you've got another one of the songs that wasn't used in Close to Heaven, which uh, was recorded by the Pet Boys and, and not released, called Tall Thin Men. 
I, I really love the disco albums that Pet Shop Boys did, beginning as more uh, of remix albums and then moving on to cover um, remixes they did for other people. I think Madonna's uh, Sorry appears on one of them and also including things like this, which obviously came before they did the further listening version of the, of the albums where they stuck everything on there, including the kitchen sink. But I, l- <laughs> I love that about them. I love that they, they offer out so much of their work and there is so much of their work out there. There's so You're right, there's so much out there in different formats, in different versions, in different compilations and releases that it's so much to go through. And I'm sure we've got some of the things crossed over, but it's all out there. Just a final word on Disco 3, which Positive Role Model was on. There's a brilliant track called London on there, if you've never listened to it. Um, yet another tip for a Pet Shop Boy song that might not have... Uh, had much prominence in your ears. Are we out of time? Well, not quite, actually. There's a little bit of an encore to this performance. So we've spoken a lot today about Closer to Heaven, of course, and all because tonight, music, that's spelled with a K, opens in London, the Billy Trick story. And just a few weeks ago, the six tracks, four of which are new, were released on streaming services. So I thought it might be nice to have a listen to one. What a lovely idea. So we're going to listen to Ich Bin Music and here's a little uh, bit of it. Ichbin music there, uh, which is Frances Barber reprising her role as Billy Tricks from the original production of Close to Heaven and Pet Shop Boys. Yes, written and produced by the lovely Pet Shop Boys. And this is, as I said before, one of four new songs, uh, Mongrel, Soup, Ichbin music and For Every Moment. And it also includes Run Girl Run and Friendly Fire from Closer to Heaven. But I love it. It's very brassy, wouldn't you say? And how lucky are we in a year where we haven't got a new Pet Shop Boys album to have had uh, an original EP by them, uh, produced by Tim Powell, formerly of Xenomania, now doing it for himself. Mm. Uh, and this, a, a sequel to Close to Heaven and a mini album of tracks, all with Francis Barber on vocals. And new new album still to come next year. I know, I can't wait for that. I know you can't wait either. I just can't wait for a new tour. Although they are playing Hyde Park very soon. Sadly, you're not able to join me, are I'm you? I'm out of the country. Mm, on business. And we're, we're out, out of time. time. So thank you very much for listening to our very special first cast recording episode of Closer to Heaven. Do let us know what you thought to the episode, to the show. Uh, Billy Tricks opens tonight, so let us know what you think when you see that music, sorry, the Billy Tricks story. And... Let us know at Move to Trash UK, hashtag track by track. And Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up next week? Pesha Boys. Oh, I've said too much. <laughs> <laughs> as is tradition now for us in our milestone episodes, we are going to be talking about a new Petra Boys album. Yes, not a new one. Not, not a new, not Petra, new one. No, a, another Petra Boys that we haven't talked about before. Yeah, very excited for that because it's a, it's a goodie. So the secret will be what which one we're going to talk about. Yeah. So until next time, I've been Billy Tricks. And I've been Straight Dave. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.